to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor. I'm your host. And I am so grateful that you're here. Thank you for joining me this week and every week if you come or if this is your first time here, welcome. I am grateful to have you here. This week we are talking about your favorite subject or soon to be your favorite subject, email automation and email segmenting and tagging to be specific. Now, last week, I talked to you a little bit about how to keep your email out of the spam folder. Well, I mentioned a little bit about segmenting and tagging, but I really wanted to dig a little deeper on this. I feel like um, this was an area of confusion and can still be an area of confusion for me and many other entrepreneurs because there's a lot to know and understand about it. But it's also really valuable to be able to know how to utilize this functionality in growing your email list and one cre- and, and also creating a really uh, specific conversion relationship with the people that join your list. And what I mean by that is it's really easy to nurture them in the areas that they want to know more information about. And you're like, well, how do we know that? Because we're not psychic. We don't have our uh, crystal ball out to know like, you know, Joe, Joe Smith opted into my email list and he wants to know about web design. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how to do that today and how powerful it can be not only to grow your email list, but to nurture it and to get those people to take additional action based on the information you are able to deliver to them because of the way you segmented or tagged or tagged your list. Tagmented. Did you like that? Made up that word. Um, Segmented or tagged your list. And so I thought we should start with defining what tags and segments really are because a lot of that just is like mumbo jumbo you may have heard it but you don't really know what that means and so i wanted to simplify it just so you know what those two terms mean and then i'm going to talk to you a little bit about how you can create that in your own email service provider and i'm really going to reference convertkit because they make it super easy to do this and a lot of the other Um, email service providers out there do not either one don't offer the ability to do this or two they don't make it easy so I want to talk to you a little bit about that and then I want to um, towards the end I'm going to share with you uh, why you would want to segment and why you would want to do that versus tagging but then also um, I wanted to talk to you about the power that it gives you once you have implemented this into your system So let's get started. Tagging really is putting your prospects and email subscribers into specific, um, I want to call them headlines. So if you're looking at like uh, somebody that's subscribing to something in your business, let's say you have a food blog, for example, and you have people that are interested in different recipe types. So maybe they want beef recipes or they want chicken recipes or they want dessert recipes or they want um specifically cookie recipes or they want to have um low fat chicken recipes so you can see like you you would put a recipe out there say for gluten-free um dairy-free chicken tetrazzini 
Let's just put that out there. And so you have people that read that recipe and you would tag them with maybe the tags gluten-free, dairy-free, um, chicken. So you see there's multiple tags you could have for somebody that clicked on that recipe. So you could tag them with all of those different tags, but say you then want to send out a piece of content that is just about gluten-free. Like you have a brand new gluten-free chocolate cake recipe that you came up with. Well, you could t take the people that have self-selected under that tag that were interested in, you know, gluten-free chicken and put them in a category that is gluten-free or vegan or um, healthy eating. And so it's really a higher um, subset of where you could put people in your tagging. So let's use web design because that's more familiar for me. And I, I can give you an example. So I might have somebody that clicks on a website link around WordPress, but I might also have somebody that clicks on a link that is about Kajabi because they're interested in building a membership site. Or I may have somebody that's interested in Shopify because they want to have an e-commerce site. Well, that's all still web design. So my segment would be web design, meaning if I was creating a generic web um, design piece of content, I could send it to everybody in that segment and they would still find something useful in it. So you see, there's really this, the tags are kind of the underlying specific information that you would tag people about. And then the segments are kind of the overheads. So um, if you look at it in the, in the perspective of a library, you have the individual book titles and then you have genres. So if you go to the library, you might have young adult or you might have um, mystery or you might have uh, biographies or you might have nonfiction um, and nonfiction biographies or autobiographies or whatever that is. So I hope that makes sense. So let's talk about how you do this, because I think that's the big key is like people don't realize, OK, so that's great. How do I do that? and I want to tag my people. Well, one is going to be based on what email service provider you have and that you use. And if you're wondering about email service providers, I actually did a podcast episode on email service providers just a few episodes ago. It was episode number 27, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But you can you want to be sure when you're choosing an email service provider you're not just doing it one because it's free or two because it looks pretty and it's easy you want to make sure that there's some functionality in there that's really going to help you grow and nurture your list so of course i have a favorite my favorite is convertkit and i will also link to that in the show notes and the reason is is that it makes it convertkit makes it really easy for you to set up automations and to do some of the things i'm going to talk about in here and when I say easy, it's as simple as you type in the text, you go to the little link button that you're familiar with from um, whether you use WordPress or you use Microsoft Word or in your email, and then it enables you to actually tag or trigger somebody based on the action they take with that link. And so that sounds a little complicated, but it's really not. Let me give you an example. So say you have um, a link for a download in your blog post and you want to be able to tag the people that click on that link to go into a certain email song email um, sequence and you've created a sequence around it so let's just use the example of um, food again because it's easy to understand 
you have a chicken recipe. And so you are you have a brand new chicken cookbook that's just chicken all it's, you know, 40 days of chicken. And it's an ebook and you want to drive people into that sales funnel. Well, that chicken recipe may be like, hey, um, your email sequence around that may be like, hey, I see that you you're interested in the chicken recipe. Here you go. Um, By the way, did you know that there's 40 days and 40 nights of chicken? And um, let me share, you know, like one of my best tips for um, buying fresh organic chicken and how to find it on sale or, you know, whatever it is, whatever your your chicken to do is something that you have in your ebook. And then you would create a a sequence to nurture depending on what action they took within that sequence. Now you can also, um, if they click on a link, opt them out of a sequence. So say they click on a link that's like, if you're not interested, here's a perfect example. People will run promotions and in their email, it'll say, if you're not interested in getting these emails about this promotion anymore, just click here. And so that would self opt them out of additional, um, promotions around whatever product or service that is. And the one that comes to mind is um, Marie Forleo runs a, a, I went through B-School and so she runs a B-School promotion and she gives you the option every year to go through the program again. And in the email, she has a link that says, hey, if you if you don't have time to go through B-School this year or you're not interested, just click here and I'll take you off my emails for this year. And then she'll ask again the next year. So that would be an option of using a link trigger to opt somebody out. Now in that same functionality, you also have the option to add somebody to a tag and in ConvertKit, they make it very easy to, you know, select the text, create a link, and then you choose which tag you want them to be added to. And if you don't have a tag set up, it lets you set it up right then and there. And so you may have, um, some a link in there for chicken and you want to tag people as gluten-free chicken and chicken and you know you can set up two or three tags in there whatever you want them to be tagged as or chicken promotion or chicken cookbook promotion and you can tag them right then and there so the really great thing about ConvertKit is that it lets you connect all of that functionality really simply really easily and i may even just walk you through a um a quick little video of that on Facebook Live. So look for that over on my um, brand builders page. One other thing on that. The other um, reason you would want to use a link trigger is that if somebody has purchased something already from you, for example, they've already purchased um, the ebook, then you're, you're going to want to not send them additional promotional materials about your ebook because they've already bought it. Because how annoying is it when you have bought something and then you continue to get emails from somebody about wanting to buy it? You're like, I already bought it. Stop sending these to me. Um, and then that's that's the opposite of nurturing your customer, <laughs> your customer line. And I have actually have that happening right now with something that I purchased and I'm kind of like, stop sending me your, your promotional emails, like figure this out. And it's a pretty um, major company. So Anyway, mistakes can be made, but it's the best way to have that relationship and build that relationship with your subscribers is to know what actions they've taken and putting some of these measures in place so that you can best serve them without annoying them. Because if you annoy them, they're going to unsubscribe and they may still need to get your stuff. So um, you don't want to annoy them is basically what I'm trying to say. 
So I wanted to give you some ideas of different tags that you could actually set up based in, these are generic, these could be applied across any business. And um, just things for you to think about as you're creating tags and different segment options of where they wanna be. So you might wanna tag somebody based on where they are in the purchasing journey. And we talked about that a little bit, like maybe they're at the beginning of the sales funnel. So you're gonna put them into like a welcome series and then maybe add them to whatever um, sequence you have created for their specific tag. So using the chicken example, maybe you're sending that, you're sending out a chicken recipe um, twice a week. You wanna add them to the chicken recipe tag and then they'll get those chicken recipes. Um, you may want to set up a tag for the um, biggest struggles that people have in their business. Like say you have a welcome series and you're like, hey, welcome to whatever, your online course or welcome to my community, whatever it might be. And you list out the five biggest struggles that people have in their business and then tag them according to those and then you create a sequence for each of those. So maybe their biggest struggle is they need more customers. Um, they don't understand social media. They um, don't understand email marketing. So you would have a sequence created for each of those based on what they click on. And so not only would it send them the sequence or start them on that sequence, but it would also tag them um, as an interest in email and knowing more about email marketing, for example, or knowing more about website design or knowing more about um, growing and scaling their business. So you see how that can be powerful. You also may set up a tag for if you run webinars to grow your list or sell your products or whatever that might look like, you might want to have um, tags set up for people that attend, for people that attend but leave early, for people that signed up but that don't attend. Um, these are all ways to use your tags. You might have tags for customers, for people that attend your events or don't attend your events, sign up and don't show up. Um, you could have tags for where people have found you. Like you might have a tag for Facebook, you might have a tag for a chat bot, you might have a tag for um, your podcast or video show. You might have tags for people that refer you. You might have affiliate tags, like if you have affiliate partnerships, like I do with ConvertKit and um, with Divi and a couple other um, affiliates that I have set up. You might have, um, of course, we talked about interests. And then, you know, um, we might have a tag set up for people that have bought your product and maybe you're you're releasing a, a newer version and you're wanting to give them the, the inside scoop of um, purchasing that product before it, before it's available to anyone else. And this is a great way to stay in front of your current customers and offer them more value at um, a reduced price or to create a beta group around them or whatever that looks like. But you can create tags around what they've purchased, when they purchased it, um, and all of, all of that sort of stuff. So tags are super powerful and give you the um, opportunity to really nurture that relationship in a way that feels good to the subscriber and makes them feel like they are being um, catered to specifically around their needs and their interests. So rather than getting like a generic email, most people just send out a generic newsletter email that isn't really catered to my needs or what I what I am interested in or the problems I'm trying to solve. You can see how it's a lot more powerful and how you could stand out if you're sending them an email that's specifically around gluten-free chicken recipes because you know that's an interest area for them. So I hope that makes sense. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why you would want to segment. Now segments are kind of the overhead um, categories for tags. 
Number one, it's gonna help you focus your message on your ideal client, your marketing and your products and services. So if somebody is interested in web design, you can create a segment, like I said before, and you can actually cater your messaging to, to that person who's interested in web design. And if I were using this in a real life example, um, when I create an email around the um, web design platforms that were in my in my podcast, I may say, hey, you may be on Squarespace right now, but did you know there's these other options available for um, web design? And you might really find this article interesting because I talk about all of them versus, you know, you know that somebody's interested that they're on WordPress and they're WordPress people. So maybe instead of sending them that overall email, um, or that, that email with the overall website campaign, it would be more WordPress specific. Like maybe you're doing a review specifically of a, of a new plugin or of a plugin experience that you've had on WordPress. Um, so I hope that makes sense. It's also when you segment going to increase your ability to be competitive. And we, I talked about this just a little bit, but because you're so focused on your customer and increasing your, um, market share, you're going to create rather than in increasing your market share, you're really customer centric versus like um, just random stuff that you're putting out there. You're going to create loyalty because people are going to be like, hey, she is constantly sending me stuff about things that I am interested in. And it's not just random emails promoting her information or promoting whatever happens to be going on in business. Um, and it's also anything you can do like that is going to create differentiation for you among your competitors. And people are going to start to be aware of who you are and what you do, and they're going to recognize you and you're going to come become top of mind because you are delivering them content that they're interested in and that they have shown interest in. And you're catering that content to them and their specific needs. It's also going to give you the ability to expand in your market. So say you're a local, um, we'll just say a local coffee shop and you have one location. And when you send out emails, I have a perfect example. There's a new uh, coffee shop down the street. I'm going to check it out today. I've gotten two um, word of mouth referrals about it. And one of them was just, um, it, it's kind of hilarious. It was somebody who doesn't even like coffee. And she went um, to a, they had kind of a, a tour and um, information session about coffee. And she's like, I learned so much about coffee that um, even though I don't drink coffee, it was so impressive that this lady knew so much about it. And so if that coffee shop owner were to take that information and create email campaigns about, you know, where the beans are picked and what kind of beans and why they pick them and how they pick them. Um, and that, you know, they're done by color and, you know, all of this different information and what that means when you're drinking the coffee and how to, you know, create the best cup of coffee. So she may have that in a local position, but can you see then that if she created a product that was shippable, she could then become a, a coffee, um, delivery, like she could have a coffee store is what I'm trying to say. So she could create a more, um, not just local impact, but become regional or national or international, because then she's creating information that is applicable, not to just the people that are in her store, but to the people that drink coffee on a regular basis. Like maybe they want to have, um, trade free coffee and they want to know, you know, who's picking the coffee and how they pick it. And, um, you know, the some of the behind the scenes stuff and you know why they pick the yellow beans on this day and why they pick the red beans on this day um 
because people want to know the story behind the products that they're supporting. So you can see how that would create some impact, not only locally where you have people coming into the shop, but you could actually turn that into a global or national or international business, depending on where you wanted to take your business and what your business plan is. Um, you can also expand your, your um, product offerings. So maybe you're, you know, that same coffee shop example is she's giving, um, she's sharing her information in some kind of course where, you know, people want to come in and become baristas and they want to know the information behind the coffee that's going to help them create this type of um, pour versus this type and the difference between the beans making this cup of coffee um, have this kind of flavor versus this cup of coffee having a, a different kind of flavor. Um, but creating a, a service, a product offering around that for other coffee shops who want to know that inside information to help um, their coffee experience improve. So that was a lot of coffee right there. <laughs> Holy cow, that just came to me off the top of my head. Um, it's also gonna help you retain your customers. Uh, I use the example of Ray Forleo with B-School and it's a great way for her to re-engage those people that have already purchased from her. Give them a reminder, hey, you bought this program, how's it going? And you know, maybe you didn't make it through the first time or maybe you're ready to go through it again or maybe you just need to um, have somebody reach out and see how things are going and maybe it, it could prompt them to share a success story with her, which then she can utilize in different ways. These are all examples that you can use in your own business. It also helps you create better communication. I talked about that. It helps you build better relationships. And when you have better relationships, in case I didn't connect the dots for you, when you have those better relationships, you become top of mind and those people then come and buy from you versus your competitor because you have taken the time to nurture them and take care of them and provide information to them on subjects and in, in, um, in areas that they are interested in rather than just you know slamming them with uninteresting emails. Obviously that leads to you making more money. And the last point I wanna make about segmenting is it also enables you to get your emails opened more often. That really is the key with email. Like if you're just sending a generic email out that has a subject line of read all about web design, the likelihood that someone's gonna open that email is very slim versus um, the newest event plugin for WordPress that's gonna save you five hours a week. And it's because you've done a review of that specific event plugin and you know those people do events, it is much more likely to get opened, read, clicked on and shared. So just be aware of the power of segments and of tagging. So. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the platforms and I don't wanna to go too far into this because I feel like um, some of this is getting pretty far into the weeds and I don't wanna overwhelm you, but there are basically two types of systems. There's the list-based system who focuses the way that they um, work with their subscribers in a list and then there is the tag-based system. So let me just break down the big names in those categories so you know who is where and then I'll explain briefly the difference of using a list-based system versus a tag-based system. Now I've gone into the tag-based system pretty in depth and how that works and how you would want to segment. So, segment. so let me give you some of the top names in that space. Of course, there's ConvertKit. They're my favorite. They're great for entrepreneurs because um, 
They're reasonably priced and they give you huge functionality and their learning base, their learning base system and their support system is off the charts. So they do a great job of supporting new users. And so I can't say enough about them. And if you would like to check them out, I will put my affiliate link in the show notes and you can click on that and head over there. And then I get a a nice little bonus if you decide to go with them. Some other tag based systems that you've probably heard me mention before are ActiveCampaign. Infusionsoft, which is awesome if you have somebody that can run that for you, but I don't recommend it for newer entrepreneurs or people that are just getting started because it can be quite a bit of a learning curve and usually you have to hire somebody from Infusionsoft to set that up for you. Um, Entreport, and then of course ConvertKit. So there's four, you've got ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft, Entreport, and ConvertKit are all tag-based systems. Now list-based systems that you're familiar with um, which I'll go into just in just a second about the difference between um, a list-based versus tag-based. But some of the more popular ones are Aweber, Constant Contact, and MailChimp. Now, everyone knows about MailChimp, and um, I want to just explain to you, you know, the difference between using a list-based system versus a tag-based system. Now, you've seen, I hope by now, the power of having a tag-based system. A list-based system works a little bit differently. The way it works, and if you have one of these, you've probably seen it in action, is that to add somebody to your list, you create an opt-in. That opt-in is then connected to a list. And then you have the opportunity, at least within MailChimp, that's the one I've looked at the most with this, you have the opportunity to tag within that list, but you don't have the opportunity opportunity to tag per link. So you can just go in and, and tag them based on what is happening in um, with the email that you send. So like if you send out, for example, an email to that list about um, pet care and it was dog care. So you could then tag um, the people that, col- that um, got that email and maybe interacted with it in some way as dog owners. Well, then you would have to set up a separate list for cat owners. And so when you're going to send an email, like say you wanted to send an email to your entire list, you could go in and select all of those lists and then tag out the people based on um, what their interest was or what you tagged them on. But if you have, say, a dog owner and a cat owner who have opted into your email list, they're going to get the emails twice. And that is, in my opinion... um, it's not the best way to take care of your customer because I think it's kind of annoying when I get two emails from the same person. So it just kind of depends on how much you want to cater to your users. Some people are like, I don't care if they get two emails and um, if they've subscribed twice and some people might just delete it and not care, or they might just delete both of them and not read any of them. But I'm just trying to give you best practices. And so The problem with the list-based system is you really can't get away from the list. There's no way to specifically tag and send emails to tagged users um, in the more more powerful way that the tag-based systems work. So they're enabling enabling you to tag people within um, email lists. So for example, if you sent out a... um, an email to a list that was around social media marketing and you created tags around Instagram and you created a tag around um, Facebook and one about Twitter and one about LinkedIn. Well, you could go in and self tag the people in those categories so that if you just wanted to send um, 
you know, people to LinkedIn, you could do that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have an interest in that or they've shown an interest in it. And so it's just not quite as powerful, I don't think, when you have a list-based system. But I did want to share you share with you the difference between the two without getting too in-depth. One other component that we may not have talked about in here is um, I have talked about sequences, which are kind of your automation campaigns. And then broadcasts are the emails. If you haven't sent out a broadcast are the ones that you would send out weekly to your email list or um, maybe even daily, depending on what you want to do that are not automated, that you just go in and you create an email and um, you're sending them information about, say, like this podcast. You know, if you want to know all about email tagging and segmenting, um, check out this week's podcast and here's the things I talk about. That would be like a broadcast message. So that being said, when you have a tag based system, you get a lot more control over what you send to your subscribers and and who you send what. And that is one of the reasons that I really like um, not only segmenting, but tagging. And I'm going to be brutally honest, I do not have this down 100% for me because I started with a list. And so now I'm trying to go back and segment those people that were already on my list. And um, it's okay. It's okay because you can create, you know, a general broadcast and then tag people once they interact with that broadcast, have a better idea of things that they're interested in. And then you can tag that user as you go down the line. So if you have like 500 subscribers, for example, that you uploaded from, you know, your CRM and you don't have any of those people tagged, you don't have any information about those people or, or you do, let's use the example. If you do have information about those people, like they attended an event, you can create a tag prior to importing them and they will be tagged with that event information. So it's just really powerful to be able to do that. And if you, for example, using the event um, example, if you wanted to go back and invite them to the same event next year, you've already got those people tagged in your system and you can create an automation and say November, even though the event doesn't happen until January, you can start sending them, you know, that sequence information when you're ready even if it's over the holidays and you don't necessarily have to be in front of your computer to do that. You can get it all set up before you go on um, Christmas or holiday break and those emails will continue to go out. Or if you go on vacation, those emails will continue to go out and you have it all set up. So I hope this episode has been helpful. It's been um, super fun for me to (laughs) dive in. I know I'm kind of an email nerd. I never knew I'd be an email nerd, but um, I really want to give you guys the tools to make your email marketing powerful and to really make the most out of your list because you work really hard to get subscribers on there. And so we want to keep the people that are interested on our list in a way that they're feeling engaged and catered to and really like you're trying to create a relationship with them and not just send the massive email that is not relevant to them. And I think that, you know, there's some big names out here out there that do this really, really well. Um, But there's also some big names out there that don't do it well. I mean, I can name multiple corporations who just do not have good email campaigns. And that's okay. I mean, you know, that's that's them. But we want to do a better job and we want to be able to service our clients in in a better and different way. So I will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful week in the meantime. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at Elisa M. Connor. See you soon and have a great week. Take care. 
This episode is being brought to you by my new free training, how to create an irresistible opt-in that people actually want. You know you need an opt-in. Everyone's told you you need an opt-in. What they haven't told you is what to create, how to create it, and for the love of Pete, how to connect it to both your email service provider and your website. That's why I've created this free training to give you the inside scoop about how to do all of those things. You don't want to miss this free training, so take this time right now to go sign up at elisaconnor.com forward slash simple, because I am going to help you create the simplest process that you can repeat again and again every time you need to create a new opt-in and a new download that attracts those people, grows your lists, and grows your business. Again, join me for the free training at elisaconnor.com forward slash simple. See you inside. www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast.